0: Welcome to the ZA Dev Chat Podcast. My name is Stephen MacDonald, and tonight we have got the first of what I hope to be a regular series of uh, episodes. We're doing a team-based episode this week, and it's with the very newly announced Team Zero One. So we're going to start off with introductions. Uh, This week's panel is myself and Peter Charmesheis. Hello from the couch of my living room. Len and I've just realised, Len, I don't know your surname.
1: Len, um, it's too difficult for podcasts, man. But my surname is my surname is Winesier. Uh We have Ridwana Khan.
2: Hi, everybody.
1: Gabriel Fortuna. Good
3: evening.
0: And Kenneth Kalma.
3: Hey, everybody.
0: I'd like you guys just to give us a, a very quick introduction to who you are, a very quick overview of your dev background. And yeah, we'll just go around and then we'll we'll start from there. Um, Ridwana, uh, would you like to start?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. My name is Ridwana. I start off with maybe co- so coding is my passion. I've worked mostly with Ruby on Rails, different JavaScript frameworks as well. I've dabbled a bit with Python, Django, and a few other languages. I enjoy speaking at conferences, going to meetups, and I also enjoy assisting with initiatives like Rails Girls and Black Girls Code, etc. Lastly, and most recently, of course, I'm a co-founder of Zero One, And that's me.
4: That is very awesome. Gabriel? Hey, guys. How's it? Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dev by heart. But uh, lately, I mean, the last maybe half decade, I've found myself in management positions. It doesn't really stop me from working on as much code as I can manage. So my background is PHP. Sorry, Kenneth. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I forgive you. Uh, But I I quickly broke that bad habit. Uh, I moved on to Perl, then Ruby, lots and lots of JavaScript. I tried Haskell, but it bested me. Oh. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get around to that one day. But yeah, that's me. And uh, lately also, I'm a co-founder of Zero One.
0: Very cool. Kenneth, even though you've been on the show before, just a quick overview again.
3: Hey everyone, so I'm Kenneth. I'm one of the technical leads for Zero one. I've been doing years of Ruby and JavaScript. Uh, before that, some PHP. Uh, cut my teeth on Linux stacks and clouds before it was called that. Yeah, and yeah just a purveyor of good software. I hope that's me.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Cool. So let's jump straight into it. I'm very curious, why start a new
4: dev company? Gabriel? So uh, it's quite an interesting question. So the thing is, we've been talking about starting 01 for very, very long. And I mean, the reasons morph over time, but there's always this kernel of of what we believe is the reason why we're doing this. And I mean, the main thing is for us, we really wanted to create value for people, for everybody. And when you think about it, there are all these amazing problems to solve. The is really the limit on some of the things that we can do for, for this country and for organizations that would want to work with us. And more importantly, for the people that we want to work with, so, I'm talking about clients and employees as well. I think if we were able to start a company that could change the landscape for development in South Africa, but at the same time could add real value to our clients and change the lives of the people that work at Zero One, that's as good a reason as any in my book.
0: Very interesting. Read, in Rana, your, from your side? What, what pushed you, well, I'm not going to say pushed you, what what inspired you to, to, to join Gabriel and, and to and to get this started?
2: For me, joining Zero One means that I can make a difference to people's lives through technology. Uh, even if it's in very small ways, it also means that I can thoroughly indulge my passion while making a positive impact. I think that's the main thing for me.
0: Yeah, because when I read, Gabriel, when, when I read your, your blog post the other day, I sat there thinking because last week's show we we were discussing long-running teams and unfortunately it was just two last minutes for for me to contact you because I knew you'd been you know at at IS for 13 years and I thought you know that would be perfect and I think it was about 10 minutes before we started recording I saw your blog post and I thought wait what that came out of left field I didn't see that coming but you know, it's really awesome, and it's it's really interesting, you know, to to see that. So the next question is why the name zero
4: one. Um, there's a very cool story behind this, actually. But firstly, thank you for the comment on the around the blog thing. I've actually been getting a lot of positive feedback around that. The thing that surprised me is that people were surprised. <laughs> so. Here's the thing about the name 01. I mean, there's obviously this. The, the, there's obviously the very, the very obvious connotation around binary notation in uh, on with, with computers and you know goes down to machine code and bytecode and everything. Kind of eventually boils down to binary, and you've got the zero and the one, and that's the binary thing. But it's actually not about that. Um, for me, one thing that's actually been something that I've deeply appreciated about this profession is that we have the ability to start the day with a blank editor screen, and at the end of the day, we've got something that can actually add meaning to someone's life. We've got something that can generate value for a company or for a person. So, for me, the the, the name zero one actually means. Uh, Creating something out of nothing. We're going from zero, which is nothing, to one, which is is everything, and that's pretty much what it's all about. So my
0: initial thought was it was got to do with something with binary. I, I didn't see I didn't see the other side to it. That is that is a really awesome name.
4: Thank you, uh, thank you.
0: But yeah, I mean, like naming things. I mean, even if it's a, a small side project, uh, that to me is always like one one of the big challenges. Like, I know I want to do something and I need to name it. And, you know, you can't go anywhere until you've named it. And so we, when you guys started doing stuff on the side, you know, did, did you guys have this name chosen from the start? Or was it kind of like, we'll just start doing stuff and we'll figure out a name later?
4: Oh, there's actually like a pretty cool story behind the name um, and a a weird case of synchronicities. Uh, Maybe Redwana wants to riff on that.
2: So, yeah, I mean, when I joined IS a few years ago uh, and I met Gabriel and we got chatting. And the weird thing is that independently, we both believed that our writing code was all about creating something out of nothing and so there's all these times when we would talk about coding and we would refer to this, this saying, creating something out of nothing using code. And it's so weird. There was a time when Gabriel went to a mall and he's in this T-shirt. And on this T-shirt, uh, it said... What did it say, Gabriel? Again?
4: Uh, it was the, the school of creating something out of nothing.
2: Yes. And he sent me this picture, and I was like, hey, that's exactly what I believe in. Coding is creating something out of nothing. And so I guess it's just something that truly resonates with both of us. It's a space that we basically love according to every day.
0: That's that That is, that is really – I should stop saying the word awesome a lot because as I edit the podcast, I realize that I say cool and awesome a lot. So I'll just think of something else – Really descriptive. That's really interesting. It's really enlightening. But that seriously is epic. Thank you, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but Kenneth, so to me, you've always been like a little bit of a, a lone ranger since I've known you, kind of like you do a little bit here and a little bit there, and you're just awesome all around. Uh, joining joining as, as a tech lead at, at a place, are, are you now putting roots down for a while, or... Or
3: what's up? So, I don't know how to put that I was a alone. I think I was involved in a lot of community stuff, but never really worked with a lot of teams until this last year when I did a lot of contracting work. So And then that's kind of how we started talking with Gabriel and Ridwana to, to get Zero One off the run. I think I just found a team. Um, and I mean, I worked with Lane before I worked with Gabriel and Redwana. It was just like amazing to see with these people I could build something awesome. And we just chatted for quite some time, and we decided we're going to kick it off and see what happens.
1: Yeah, so maybe I should jump in here as well. Um, so another surprise for you, Stephen, is that I'm also involved with Zero One. What? Um, what? <laughs> what? Dun yep. dun, dun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh Rudwana, I'm not going to sing the Zero One songs right now, unfortunately. Um yeah, I'm on I'm on board as a kind of consultant and helping out where we can. I think it's it's very small, very early days, so we don't yet have like all the roles and responsibilities uh sorted out. uh but that that, that will come in time. So yeah, I'm on board, I'm helping the guys out and it was an interesting confluence of events because Kenneth and I were talking to another bunch of guys. What was it, Kenneth? About eighteen months ago, I think it was, and uh, we were we were looking at forming consultancy and getting you know pretty much a similar kind of thing together. I I come from a, a software consultancy background, so then just one day out of the blue, after Kenneth had started working at IS on some contract and met Gabriel and the guys. Uh, he said, well, he's been having this chat with them, and uh, coincidentally, this is exactly what was uh, brought up in conversation. And I i forget when we first had our first meeting, Gabriel, but it was probably yeah, towards the end of last year, I think. And yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was about September, October. And yeah, we've been planning and working on things since then, and now it's all starting to, to come together.
0: Okay, so it all makes sense now because I mean on the site if I remember correctly it says four people and so I picked up from the last blog post that Reid one was was a co-founder so Kenneth that kind of blew me away and then Len come on dude you're like a part of the podcast now and you don't warn me that you're going to drop a bomb <laughs> 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 but this yeah, we thought it would surprise you man and and surprised I am so this really does lead very nicely in, into the next question and initially, I, you know, in my mind, I had, you know, Gabriel's got a family and got kids. But so, Ridwana, I'm not sure whether, whether you're married or whether you've started a family yet. But the big thing for me, I can't imagine having a full time job as well as a startup on the side. So not only were you managing stuff at IS, Gabriel, but Kenneth, you've been working with a number of people on a number of things. Len, you've got your own thing going on. Um, Reidwana, you were obviously working at IS as well. How did you all manage to maintain your day job as well as working on a startup in the evening? Because, I mean, judging by the numbers on the site, you guys have been working pretty hard for a while now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So so here's the thing, um, we've, we've actually done a fair amount of work that hasn't actually been that taxing in terms of getting planning going. That's been pretty, that's been pretty low key and low intensity. The hard work though is, is going to come the day that, the, the day that we, we serve our last day at IS and then we move into zero one full time. Uh, the, the sheer amount of things that need to happen to start a company is just crazy. But I want to just mention one thing around the the, the how did, you know how do we start a new company? So one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted to get enough business working part time so that we could get some kind of war chest going. The thing is, it's really difficult to do that and to do a and to have a full time job. Uh, something, you know, like we were just sitting around talking one day and we were like, you know, when is this thing going to like properly, fully happen? And we said, well, you know, there's, there's no real time. Like if we wait for the perfect moment, there's no real, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, the perfect time to jump. So what we decided was we're going to just jump. We'll build a plane on the way down and we'll see what happens. I think what was very important for us is we minimized our risk as much as possible. Um, I've got enough of a, a personal runway to last me for a while. and know has got her own abilities to, in terms of managing her incomes and expenses for a little while. So we're anticipating that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a, a, a challenge. I think is the right word to get that first full time customer, but we, we've prepared for it. We've minimized as much risk as possible and yo we'll be ready as soon as it happens so
0: how was how was the news taken um on is's side that you know not 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 only one uh, person from the team but but two people are leaving from the team at the same time to start something new have you had support from them or has it just been pretty much thank you thank you for the hard work over you know over
4: a decade and good luck So the first thing was, uh, the obvious one was, is this an April Fool's joke? And obviously it wasn't. Um, (laughs) I had to confirm that it was definitely not an April Fool's joke a a few days later when it was like, are you still really resigning? (laughs) So yeah, it was was weird. But everyone's really happy for me. I think the thing is, and I mean, you kind of mentioned the same thing earlier on. Everyone was like, well you should have done this years ago. And everyone goes, well, actually, now that I think about it, I can't really imagine you guys doing anything differently. So I think, I think it was inevitable, right? It had to happen. Um, and that's just one of those things. When people look at you and they go, well, this is actually looks like it's your destiny. And as soon as you put yourself in that context and you frame yourself in, like, this is what you're, what's in your immediate future, people have a really difficult time. Trying to look at you in any other different light. So, actually, the the thing is, uh, the support from the people at IS has been phenomenal for both Redwanda and I. It's actually been amazing.
0: That's always good to hear when there is support. I mean, especially considering how much how much you guys have have you know contributed to IS and to the team. It's always nice to know that there is that backing. You know, it's, it's you are not you are not burning bridges on the way out. It's you know, there is a at least a a good. A good farewell, by the sounds of it, in the lines. No, it's, it's, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that. So, even though you said that the work that you guys were doing on the side wasn't that taxing, I mean, it's still time consuming. Where, where did you find the balance, the time, and just you know, the how did you guys cope with a with a lack of sleep in in doing stuff on the side and having a job? and having family commitments you know, where did you where did you find the time ridwana
2: so for me i think it's slightly easier cuz i'm not married and i don't have children i mean we spent a few late nights we met up on weekends to discuss what we how we'd like to go forward yeah i mean we made the time and we stuck to yeah to what we wanted to do
1: can, okay, I, can I jump in yeah, here? Please, <laughs> please, please, yeah. please. Yeah, I, I think, first of all, that the, the entrepreneur's life is not for everyone. It's, uh, it's a very full life. Uh, the second thing I was pointing out is it's half past nine at night, and you know, here we are on a podcast uh, arranging our lives around doing something which is fun, which is cool. So yeah, that's true. I, I, you know, I, I think the, the energy for these kinds of things comes from the fact that we're, we're having a great time that it's something we want to do, it's uh, something that energizes us. Um, I think I can speak for, for everybody in, in this group, that we, we love this stuff, man. We want to create cool things, create cool products, um, make make people happy, basically. We want to go from nothing to something, <laughs> um, and that, that really keeps us up. And of course, if you don't need to sleep a lot, that does help. <laughs> um, but otherwise, you you find a way to manage things. You find a way to manage life, and uh, my, my family is certainly very supportive. They, you know, they know that uh, that this is where you know, how can you say our livelihood comes from. And yeah, if I am happy doing it and bringing in stuff, then then they're cool to support that.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome. And Gabriel, how did you explain that to? Because I mean, you, your kids are pretty young, if I remember correctly. How did you explain to them? <laughs> was 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 that something that you know that something that you could explain that they could that they
4: could understand so i'm, I'm pretty lucky in that we we've got a my son in a pretty ironclad routine um he's normally down by seven o'clock at night which means that i can work through the night uh for as long as i need to um so it's you can't really reason with a three-year-old. Uh, they they don't understand cause and effect. They don't understand if this, then that.
0: You get a three-year-old to bed at seven o'clock at night? Magician, <laughs> teach
4: me your tricks. Yeah, man, maybe I should put that as one of my picks at the end of the show. I'll tell you how I did it. But, but for me, um, I think what I did was, uh, uh, right, right, right in the beginning, I, I came home one day and I said to my wife, Anthea, I was like, listen, I want to do this. I've had this epiphany and I'm going to, I'm going to commit myself to this. And she bought into it immediately. Um, And she was like, "If, if you have to do it, you have to do it. And right there and then we, we set some expectations. So I said like, I've got to do this. It's going to take up a lot of my nights. It means I'm probably going to have to be out a lot of nights, maybe networking with people, meeting up with the team, all these things. Um, I tried not to surprise anybody in my in my life that would be affected by this personally. And I think that went a long way in, in terms of keeping the people around me okay with what I'm doing and the load that it's putting on me and them. But at the same time for myself, uh, I need to echo what Len said. He actually he was super eloquent, uh, eloquent there, Len. But what he said was, you know, we like doing this. And one weird side effect that I got was when I walk away from doing zero one work at night I'm weirdly energized and as a result I can't sleep (laughs) so I've developed a case of like (laughs) insomnia (laughs) it's crazy it's the craziest thing it's just because I'm enjoying it so much that I I I go down I go down to bed and I'm like I'm just so happy and I just got like a stupid grin on my face and I can't fall asleep because of it
0: that's that's really great to hear (laughs) no I think it's good to play open cards with the people around you it's gr- it's good to have the support of your current employers when you know when you're about to leave but i think it's even more important to have the support of of your direct family and if they've bought into it and they're giving you that leeway i mean that is that is bonus um kenneth from your side i, I don't know how much night work you had to do because obviously I don't know what, what your days are filled with I know that you work with um, various teams doing doing things was it a lot of extra work for you on the side or did you know did it just slot into your day
3: uh, It kind of just slotted in so I'm lucky from that regard um, but I mean it still takes a lot of work and I want to like it yeah to support everybody also the last commitment side was kind of Seeing this coming, it's quite easy to kind of like slow things down and set new expectations. So as we kind of announce this and launch this, you, we know exactly, well, I know at least exactly like this is what I bring. This is how I help and support the team and just roll with it. And yeah, the same thing, like support around me has been fantastic, just allowing me to do this kind of stuff. And it's kind of been over the years how I got attracted to startups nonstop. So all the I assign stuff, evaluation app stuff and helping Glenn Cloud Africa. And it's just like last year was corporate, which was different. And uh, now it's back into startup space again. And it's like uh, that excitement, that th- thrill. But I agree with Len, it's definitely not cut out for everybody. I think it's, it's tough if you're not used to it, but it's the only thing I know. <laughs> so for me, it's quite the norm.
0: Look, I, I must admit, I mean, I'm sitting here with a massive stupid grin on my face because I'm so excited for all of you. And it sounds like you're all really into it. It, it, it. I said it earlier, and I'm quite serious about it. It really is inspiring to hear stuff like this. Even though I have absolutely no intentions of starting my own company, I, I don't know if I'd actually have the, I don't want to say the mental capacity. i probably come down to I don't know if I'd have the patience for, for the admin and for, for the groundwork in getting stuff going. That is, it
4: really is inspiring to hear it.
0: So let's jump into the nitty gritty. Yeah, sorry, you wanted to say?
4: <laughs> sorry, I was going to say. Um, funny you should mention that because uh, if I knew back then when when I first committed my myself to doing this, I and I, if I knew then what everything was, everything that was entailed, like all the stuff I'm going to have to face, all the admin, all the forms, all the just the the tiny minutiae that that's required to do anything like this, I probably probably would not have gone through with it so there there's really there's something to be said for being a certain level of ignorance yeah it's ignorance is bliss huh? Eh? yeah that's uh <laughs> well that's one <laughs> way of looking at it cool
0: so let, let's let's jump into the nitty-gritty of of the of the dev side of it i'm curious to know are you guys a rail shop or is it pretty much the technology depends on the problem domain that you are facing
1: Uh, I think the primary thing is to solve people's problems right that's uh that's step number one if you've got a problem we're going to try and solve it uh that being said that um we we don't really have any experience in the Microsoft world uh we were just saying earlier on today if something goes wrong with a windows server in production we have no idea what to do with it and uh so primarily we we're looking at uh Unix, Linux-based solutions around things like Ruby, Python, um, and so on. But that's not our primary focus. Our primary focus is solutions. Like, what do what do people need to to happen? What's the problem? And that's what we're going to try and solve. You know, I think between Gabriel, myself, Kenneth, and Rwanda, we've got a lot of experience at solving problems in diverse, strange environments. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're also open to you know, like the new technologies and sort of the future stacks that are out there. I think that's where the, the interesting stuff lies. And if we can bring that to bear on customers' problems, that's what's going to be uh, interesting to us, interesting to the customer. And if we can succeed at that, that's where we're hoping to make a difference
0: sounds like you all have a very focused idea that one of the core values is that you're there to to solve people's problems doesn't matter what the problem is it doesn't matter how it needs to be solved it's it's something that you all seem very passionate about are there any other core values that 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 you as a team are passionate about
4: no, I mean, I I've values go back to the same reasons why we wanted to just start this thing. We're here to make a difference. Like, I, I want Zero One to be the kind of company that has an, an impact on its clients, a positive impact on its clients, its employees, and the South African development scene. I want Zero One to be a company that pushes the state of the art in the South African development landscape further. We're here because we value excellence and we value quality. For me, those things are just crucial. Uh, I, I think I think I speak for everyone when I say like that's that's what we want. You know, we want to see that that happen. Um, we're not here to compete on like what's the like what's the lowest price we can go out on. Uh, we're here to make sure that what we deliver makes people absolutely total one hundred percent fans of zero one. And we want to do that for, for everyone that we touch, whether directly or indirectly.
0: Peter, you've been very, very quiet on your side. Is is there anything from your side that you'd like to to ask or any input that you've got? Or have you just been blown away by
5: the awesomeness? No, it's been absolutely fantastic listening to these guys. I mean, it's really, it's really inspiring. Um, what I'm keen about or t- keen to hear about is so what's the what's the step forward? What are you guys planning? Um, are you? I, I see, um, you guys have some training uh, that you guys going to start. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious about the plan forward. What's What's next?
4: So we've we've got a fairly healthy pipeline. Um, just just based off the back of our own individual networks. Uh, we've been speaking with a lot of potential clients um, and we've been upfront with them. We've told them like, you know, this thing only really starts in earnest. The first working day of May, which I think is May 4th, May one's a public holiday. Then it's the weekend, May 4th. So we've been, we've been pretty upfront with our clients. We've told them like, this is what's happening. But at the same time, we've got a fairly healthy pipeline. And we're one thing that's actually, that's concerning us is are we, you know, are we going to be able to meet that demand? And if so, like, you know, there's there's the other side of the pipeline equation, which is are we going to have enough people to, you know, to do what we want to do?
0: Yeah, but that, 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 that's, always, that's always a good problem to have. You know, rather have too much work than too little work, especially when starting out, I would think.
4: Yeah, I mean, that would be an amazing problem to have. But at the same time, we, we are also leaning on our our professional networks in terms of the people that we've worked with. Uh, so we have we have a number of developers that are waiting in the wings to join us if possible when the time is right. And, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it would be a good thing to talk about some of the, the things that we would love to do. So one of the things, obviously, is full-service development. But at the same time, we also understand that some of the weaknesses with development engagements is that the analysis side of the equation tends to be a bit weak. And I'm speaking from experience, which is possibly limited. But I I don't know what you guys think of that.
1: Well, That's very true. Uh, There's not many uh, skilled analysts, I would say, in my experience, that are able to distill out what what business needs. Uh, But then again, who knows what they need? (laughs) I think that's part of the journey that we want to take with customers, is to help them figure that out. Using all these cool, uh, agile, modern techniques that we've all had exposure to.
4: Yeah, and I, I mean the thing is, like we we totally acknowledge that that a, a system or an application that is built is not just the code; it's it's everything. It's its entire life cycle that it goes through. So we want to start all the way at the very beginning. We want to take that that sort of germ of an idea out of out of a stakeholder's head. And, and start there and help them realize that vision and say that thing that you've got in your head that you can't just quite get out, like, this is what it's going to look like. And we'll start there and we'll give them, you know, like some pretty decent agile analysis services. We'll go through all, the, all the development phases. But one of the other aspects that we're going to be focusing really, really heavily on is the DevOps side of things. We find that South African industry... Has got a massive, massive shortage of good DevOps skills, and there's a huge journey, and there's huge, um, there's a huge spectrum in terms of maturity for DevOps, and a lot of the DevOps, a lot, well, a lot of the DevOps requirements in order to have have a competent DevOps function in any kind of organization requires that probably you need to restructure quite a lot of teams so that they sit next to each other, they've got common leadership, that kind of thing. We're not, we're not going to go into an organization and go, you guys right, need to restructure everything. The thing, though, is that we find that we can add a lot of value on the DevOps maturity curve just by showing them some of the, the possibilities with orchestration and configuration management. I mean, there's some amazing, amazing DevOps technology out there that even just doing that and not sort of applying the ethos that comes with DevOps, you can add Orders of magnitude more value than just standard, you know, whatever, sysadmins. Yeah, so I mean, Vagrant, Docker, Ansible, CoreOS, these things are just amazing. And putting this kind of technology into your environment and running on your network will put you five years ahead of the competition, easily.
1: Uh, so one my big pushes has been to, to insist that we, we have some sort of a training idea, because a lot of these ideas are new to teams. Uh, and it's very hard to just sort of pick them up and do all the learning on your own. So uh, if, if there's enough demand, we're looking at, you know, like a day's introduction to Docker or you know, whatever whatever else people want, but that will help them kind of get a grip on those ideas to start with. And then if they're happy, um, we can uh, see how to, you know, get their teams up to speed.
0: That so you guys are looking at doing training and and I do agree with you there is a lot of value in getting a lot of DevOps stuff out to different teams. I mean just even just Joburg. I mean for you know if if we just if we stop and limit you for a minute and just go, you're just looking at Joburg now. There is so much that you could all do just around Joburg. I mean and then later on, you know, definitely grow into to teams outside of Joburg. And I'm really excited to see the, 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 training stuff that you're all going to be offering. From my side, I'd like to thank you all for, for, for being on, on the podcast. It is late and it sounds like Gabriel, you've had an interesting evening with other conference calls and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I, I wish you all, all the best. Um, thank you. and I really hope to have. At times, have different have different members of the team back on the show. There's, I think, there's a lot um, that we could learn from you, from you all. So yeah, but we, I mean, we'll we'll chat about that in the future. Um, so yeah, I think let's let's jump into let's jump into picks. Um, Len, do you want to kick us off with picks?
1: Um, picks for this week are um, definitely Ansible. I think if you guys haven't had a look at Ansible. Take a look at it. There is Windows support for Ansible now. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Kenneth?
3: So, I've got one. It's called Shush. Uh, For conference calls like this, it's fantastic. It's a little Mac app that allows you to switch your mic on and off easily. So, you can do push to talk. That's probably why it's quiet tonight. Or push to silence if you prefer the cough button style. Um, And then, yeah, Docker and CoreOS at the moment. For me it's been a pleasure to play with uh, but we'll I'm always open to revisit as the experience pulls out and then obviously us we are looking for great opportunities we're looking to build a great team get in touch with us please that's me
4: Gabriel um I've actually got four but I'll be super quick with all of them I promise you yeah take your time <laughs> take your time there's there's, there's no time limits so so the first one is um, I don't know if any of you guys are followers of GTD getting things done. But I am a big GTD fan, and the very cool thing is David Allen, the author of GTD, has released a 2015 revision of it, where he's streamlined a bit of the process, which is quite heavy, and he's also taken on a bit of the technology that's around today, and he's kind of bundled in as recommendations for the GTD methodology. So I would really, really recommend you guys pick it up. If you've never seen GTD before, this is a perfect jumping-on point, if you are a GTD proponent, I would recommend you pick up the revised edition because there's some good learnings in there. Uh, the next thing is Monodraw. We were talking about it on the ZA Debe- uh, Dev uh, Developers Slack channel. The cool thing about uh, Monodraw is it's like Visio but with ASCII text. I originally complained that it was way expensive, but it turns out that they've got a 40% discount, so it's only about 350 rand now if you buy it, uh, or you can, I suppose, use the beta for free until it comes out in version 1. But super cool, the nice one awesome use case for monodraw is you can draw little diagrams and then copy and paste them as commentable code that you can just plop into your code and your code's sort of, yeah, I've got diagrams and very, very cool stuff. Uh, The next thing is two little browser plugins or two little browser things. First one is, uh, this is going to sound weird, but AOL is actually a thing um that's still that's still going and they're actually still doing some really cool things AOL I know who would have thought and one of the things they've got is AOL reader which is pretty much a one-to-one clone of Google reader I was really bummed when they killed Google reader a year or two ago super super bummed and I tried so many different feed readers but none of them were like Google reader so until AOL reader came along and it's just brilliant if you liked Google Reader and you were you, your muscle memory was J K and shift N and shift P and O and all of that stuff, then move over to AOL Reader. It was like Google Reader never went away. And then finally, uh, if AOL Reader is getting a little bit too much in your face, there's another thing that I use on Firefox and Chrome. On Firefox, I use this thing called Leech Block, and on Chrome, I use this thing called Stay Focused. And what it is is pretty much like a a personal block list so we, you, you can just set a thing to block AOL Reader and Reddit and Hacker News and all of these things between working hours or only allow yourself 10 minutes of Hacker News a day and it has done wonders for my productivity. It's gotten all of the distracting stuff out of the way and yeah, it's really conditioned me to focus on what's important during the day. And that's my picks. Excellent. Read wanna?
2: Yeah, so I basically have a secret weapon that gives structure to my day. I use an app called Excellent, and it basically uses the Pomodoro technique. So it helps you focus on balancing your time and tasks um, using the time management application. It also has a cool uh, integration into things like Skype, for instance. So if you're busy with the Pomodoro for 25 minutes, it will then set your status, etc., yeah, and it basically just gives me structure to my day and increases my productivity.
5: Peter, any picks from your side? Yep. Um, before before I take my pick, I just want to say good luck to the guys. I really hope um, it, it goes well. And um, I'm pretty sure we'll have you guys back on the show in no time at all. And um, that particularly goes to Kenneth as well, because we'll probably have him back next week. Yeah, at this rate, he's going to take over hosting the show from me. Exactly. So <laughs> I've, got I mean, that. That. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pick. Uh, my pick is Eric Evans's Blue Book. We just had a Twitter conversation earlier, and um, it came up as one of the reference materials.
0: Cool. I have one pick as well, and it's actually quite an old talk that I watched a while ago, and I forgot about it. And it's by Tom Dale from JSConf 2013. And the name of the talk was Stop Breaking the Web. And the whole talk surrounded um, you know, web applications where the URL didn't work. So by that, I mean you have a lot of single-page applications where you could get to a state where it wouldn't actually update your URL. So you couldn't copy that URL and send it to somebody else and they couldn't load that app into the state you were at at the time. Wow, I'm convoluting that horribly. And I I, I just have to wonder whether that isn't one of the, the main drivers behind stuff that um, he was doing with Ember.js. So it's a really awesome talk. It's about 20 minutes long. So it's really not. it's really not a talk that you have to pay attention to for a while. And I officially think I'm starting to become a Tom Dale fanboy. So that's a bit worrying. Anyway, that's it. That's it for, for the show. Again, thank you to everybody and good luck to the entire Zero One team. And Gabriel, would you like to just uh, tell us where people can follow Zero One? I know you guys have a blog as well.
4: Yeah, so you can get our site on 0-1, that's the words, not the numbers, .io, and the blog on 0-1.io slash blog. We also have a Twitter account, which is the best, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> it's at we are one with underscores between the names. And if you want to mail us, you can mail us on hello at io.
0: Awesome. We will make sure that all of those are tweeted out. And yes, thank you very
4: much, everybody, and good luck with your venture going forward. Thank you. Thank you.